back. Welcome back. Episode 11 of Icebreakers presented by Cunningham Business Interiors. When it comes to helping you work better at work, Cunningham fits. Cunningham Business Interiors are your office furnishing experts. So visit them at cunningham.mb.ca. And once again, joined by co-host AJ Light. AJ, how are you? It's going pretty good. Uh, Nice summer afternoon or evening, whatever we are now. It's going well. Yeah, I like your outfit today. It's, uh, (laughs) I told you, it's a nice hot summer evening <laughs> for those of you that aren't watching on youtube it is a nice red visor uh see-through that says las vegas on it and, uh, and a tank top so it's a summer evening outfit for sure there you go you get a chance to watch any of the golf this weekend watched a, a few go- uh, golfs yeah i watched a couple different uh, outfits not the one you want to talk about though pga championship you're dialed into the corn fairy, huh? It was a lot of fun. That looks like a fun course, actually. A lot of the times you're going to hit onto the green and you think it's rolling off and it's sloped so much that it rolls back down. I don't get that here. No, not a chance. I never get those breaks either. But the PGA Championship was, it was crazy. There was eight guys at one point on Sunday evening tied for the lead. And then Colin Morikawa just separated himself from the pack with three, like two great shots back to back. And took a three-shot lead, and he won his first major. The kid, he's 21, I believe, and he has more wins in his PGA Tour career than missed cuts. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they were kind of talking about this weekend. Imagine being that good at golf. (laughs) Every time I watch golf, I imagine myself being that good at golf. And when you see a pro... I've been saying this all weekend because early in the PGA Championship, they were playing Mickelson on TV a lot. It was great. And he's in the rough off every tee shot. And I think, oh, geez, I'm in the rough off every tee shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you think, you get in your head, yeah, I could go pro. And then you realize, yeah. oh, oh, maybe my wedge game isn't good enough. Those fairways are also like 16 yards wide, not yeah. the ones we play on, but... <laughs> I don't know. You're right. Like I was watching in the uh, with a couple of my buddies, and we become the biggest peanut gallery watching these guys. And it's like, what are we talking about? We can never do this. We can never be that good. And you're critiquing everything they're doing, which I just find hilarious. Looking back on it, <laughs> you get a chance to watch in the qualifying series, like the clinchers. Honestly, we uh, shilled out the 15 bucks to get Sportsnet, so we've just had every hockey game on in the background so far. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good uh, good price. <laughs> I, I just I think it's it's uh, it's awesome how some of these underdogs are winning. Like Chicago was great, and um, Montreal beat Pittsburgh, Montreal. right? Like it's kind of gone away that not everybody may have expected. So I mean, it's been interesting. Obviously, with the Jets losing out, a little bit of a bummer, but lots of good hockey still. It's weird. You're right, and that's what I'm looking forward to is that there's a lot of hockey still because especially in the Jets' case, what happened was hockey came back and we all went, wow, awesome, hockey's back, and you blinked, <laughs> and the Jets were out, yeah, and everybody's moving on. So I guess the whole thing about the qualifying round before it actually goes into the playoffs, we haven't even really started to watch it yet, I guess. Yeah, no, it really hasn't started, and the playoffs yeah. takes two months, right? So there's still two more months of – of hockey which is you know something to look forward to Um, we've talked about the crowd noise a few times in this segment um across the whole board of sports and hockey has absolutely nailed the game atmosphere 
I 100% agree. I think it's looked great. And I've been seeing on social media some hilarious things that they've been putting up on the Jumbotron at the games. Did you see the one today? It said, thank you, fans. And then the announcer was like, thank you, fans, for all your support during our return to play protocol. And then they, the camera went to, like, the literal fans in the crowd, like the, the four, wind fans. Yeah, four big fans. Is said, thanks to all the fans in the crowd. <laughs> all four of them, the guy said. I thought it was hilarious showing, like, the, the plug-in fans to take away the humid- humidity. <laughs> no, we were talking about the crowd noise. Um, when the play is zoomed in and you're actually seeing the play on the ice, I barely remember that I'm not watching a live hockey game with a live audience. You know, it's funny you say that because we have Rod Peterson on the show a little bit later today. And when I was chatting with him, he said the exact same thing. He said he, he's never really looked from the boards up and it's, it's just felt like hockey to him. So that's funny yeah. you say that too. It's the only sport that feels that way. Basketball feels really quiet. Uh, golf, we've been watching, it feels exceptionally quiet. Well, golf is just normal now. It's just normal to me now. It's just <laughs> yeah. quiet. Yeah. And uh, baseball, I find, you know what, they pump in too much crowd noise. They do do a lot. Right? Yeah. So hockey's really nailing it. And, uh, yeah, I, don't, I think I know there were a lot of skeptics saying that we shouldn't bring hockey back. But with the bubble, with the production that they're putting on, no, oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's all – I mean, right now, with the sports all just getting going, it's all day. There's something <laughs> on all day. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it. What a beautiful world we live in. It's crazy. But I love it right now. I love it. You play any golf this week? I haven't. I played mini golf. Oh, nice. Shot a 52 at the golf dome. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I remember just as a kid, uh, there being a lot more active mini golf courses available to us. There There aren't a whole lot left. I was never a big fan. You've never played a good one. The one at the golf dome, you push a button and the oil rig goes up and down and you have to try to hit it underneath the oil rig. So, Yeah, maybe I'll have to get out there. Um, we were talking today, we were talking today before the show, we were, we were brainstorming our, our favorite goal celebrations. So we're going to throw a little bit of a hinker, uh, a tinker in the draft today. And we're going to just, you know, pick our favorite top two goal celebrations and, and back them up. And I've Favorite seen you now that the hockey season is back. Sure. That's right. And I've seen you pick three on one pick before, and we're not going to allow that today. <laughs> I just come prepared, man. I just <laughs> don't hate the player. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I understand. You can go first. <laughs> uh, my top goal, Selly, and uh, I, I bet you it's a big fan favorite in Winnipeg. Was the I think he was the first to do it. it was Timu Solani's throw the glove up and fire it down. And there's a tweet out there from this week because uh, Ovi scored a goal in practice and did the same thing. He launched the glove and he shot it out of the air. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going a little bit um, not really a celebration. I like when they score and they don't do anything. Like they've been there before. Just that I think is an opposing player. As an opposing player, you see this guy just like bury one and nothing. It's like, okay, he's coming back for more. There, that's a good one. Uh, that actually, oh, wow, mine are too silly now after that. Oh, <laughs> because that's a really good pick. My my second pick is going to be, uh, uh, I like the, the sheep, the sword. Oh, right? yeah. 
and you drop it down the sheath and then you just skate away. Yeah, and I'm going to go totally opposite of what I said as my first pick, as yeah. my second pick. Um, used to do it when we were like 11, 12, 13, and I've seen it in the NHL for big goals, is you score and then you skate and you jump into your bench. And it's a whole team, Selly. And I've seen Ovi do it before on a couple big goals, but just the sheer joy everybody has when it's that big of a goal and you're just jumping right into your bench for a full team, Selly, it gets me going. That's a good one. That's a really good one. So that's what you used to do when you were younger. When you played, did you have a Selly? Did you, did you have one? I didn't score many goals. Um, but in the playoffs, that was like the, the best part about making the playoffs when we were younger. We got to change our celebration from the flyby to jumping into the bench. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's, that's what we look forward to. Right on. It's no fire down the glove, but they're <laughs> some solid picks. Solid picks. <laughs> and we're pleased to be joined by a great guest today on the show. He's the host of the Rod Peterson Show on Facebook Live and Game Plus Network weekdays uh, every morning, uh, talking about sports and what's going on around the world of sports. And it was a pleasure chatting with him. So without further ado, Rod, welcome to the show. Awesome, Mac. How you doing? I'm doing well. You know, just uh, getting outside and like you and uh, yeah. playing a little bit of golf, but uh, just staying busy. Well, I've uh, told everybody when I'm doing these interviews, I'm set up on the deck because we can do it inside for nine months. And if we got a nice day, I'm going outside. Yeah, no, that makes makes total sense. Beautiful day, looks like. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's uh, the big talk out here in Saskatchewan is, you know, people are having a tough time getting into the playoffs because it's August. Not only am I not having a tough time, I don't even notice a difference. I don't know about you. Like when I'm watching the games, I'm not, I've never looked beyond the boards. So like the intensity and all the storylines and everything, I've absolutely, I've absolutely loved it. I don't know what it's going to mean for the WHL when they get back, but as far as the Stanley Cup, it's, I don't even see a change. I'm just glad they're playing. And I don't mind dipping in the pool. And then going in and watching the game, it's, it's, it's the best. I'm on the same boat as you. I was thinking about that last night when I was laying in bed watching. And they had the crowd noise going and, like, you could hear the buzz and whatever. And I, it was the first time I thought, I was like, I really don't notice a difference. And the, you're right, the intensity has been there for sure. What series have you been paying attention to the most? Um, well, I'm a Golden Knights fan, number one. So I've been watching their games and watching how they're handling the goalies and everything. And then I kind of grew up an Oilers fan. So I've been following that. And because we've got a large viewership contingent in Winnipeg, and I've been to Jets games and so forth, I'm watching the Jets really closely. But I didn't expect this series to go the way that it's gone at all. And, you know, as we sit here and do this interview, they still got a chance. But, man, we didn't expect it to go this way with their top guns out. I mean, if you knew going into the series you were going to lose Shifley and Line 8, I don't think you'd give the Jets much of a chance. So. Here's hoping, but it hasn't gone the way I expected. No, and, and you're right. Watching game one, and as we're doing this interview, the Jets are still alive, but watching game one and just seeing Shifley go down like five minutes in, you could just, you could feel in Winnipeg just like the air go out of the balloon. It was just terrible. And on the bench, and on the bench. I mean, <laughs> I've been doing this a long time, Mac, and I know, and you've been around the game your whole life. It's hard to tell a team not to sag when your leader gets carted off or helped off like that. But sometimes it's, you can do mind over matter. When Mark Shifley gets helped off and he doesn't come back, it, it's, it takes the air out of a team. And it's hard, it's hard 
to get it back. Now, they did come back and win, as you know, game two, which tells me a lot of the medal of the Jets. But yeah. it's just, it just something happens to a team when a top gunner like that goes down. No, for sure. And speaking of top guns, what, like, what's going on with the Oilers? They're having a real <laughs> tough time here with the Blackhawks. Well, <clears throat> look, when I say that I grew up an Oilers fan, they're still like in my DNA. And Dave Tippett's a friend of mine. So, like, way back in October, the Oilers were winning games like 7 1 and stuff. And Tippett was just snapping in the post game news conferences on the Oilers. And the players were like, What are you talking about? We just won 7 1. But bad habits and, you know, doing the little, missing the little things. And I knew Dave going back to the Dallas years because my dad worked with him for years as a scout there. Come playoff time, those little things are going to kill you. And that's where they're at right now. So they're high flying and they're fun to watch with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Sure. But Dreisaitl took like the first two games off. James Neal hadn't scored since New Year's Eve. You know, he finally scored in games one and two. You got to have 20 guys going, period. And, and that's it. And if you've watched the games, Mac, they blew the first period of game one. They were down 4-1. I was golfing and my, my app's going ding, 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 all Blackhawks goals. I'm like, what's going on? And then in game three, they got a lead with five minutes to go and blow that and lose 4-3. So here's where they blow it in the last five minutes. So that's what Tip was losing his stuff about. And when you blow games in the playoffs, I've always seen and heard it takes – got to win two to get them back. And now they've blown two. So, yeah. I, you know, I saw people predicting them to be in the final four, and I, I hope that's the case, and they still could. But this is not the time of year to learn lessons. I think we all know that. You should have learned these lessons by now. I agree. And I was laughing. There's been people on social media, as there always is, but saying that the Blackhawks shouldn't even be in the play-in round. And it's, well, if they shouldn't be there, then beat them. Well, not only that, um, we had Brent Sopel on our show a while back. And he's, he lives in Chicago. And, I mean, I loved him in the dub. That's how long I've been following his career, early 90s with the Blades and Broncos. And he said, listen, man, don't sleep on these guys. They're still the Chicago Blackhawks. They're still Taves and Kane and Duncan Keith and Corey Crawford. And now they got all these new young studs, like Kirby Doc's been amazing. So, yeah, don't sleep on them. And then Barry Trotz came out today, I guess, with the Islanders and said he'd like to see this format stay 24 teams moving forward I, I honestly i don't have a problem with it too i've been saying it the last couple of days as well isn't it great just waking up and knowing that there's hockey from 11 a.m till literally midnight and you can just <laughs> pick and choose what you want to watch we think that it is I, i'm not sure that our wives do but like <laughs> and the thing too is i've been telling people that aren't so into it they're like you're literally watching 15 hours a day and i'm like no it's like going to a buffet i take a little bit of this i watch a period of this period of that period of this you know, it's, uh, I can't, I can't, I'm such a squirrel. I can't sit down and watch really a whole game unless my team's playing, but to be able to watch, just drop in and out of games is amazing. And the interesting thing too, by the way, is I know the Golden Knights in Manitoba have a huge fan base and it's because of Krim and Mark Stone and Co well, Cody Eakins with you guys now, yeah. but you know what I mean? So I'm watching the Golden Knights pretty closely too. I mean, the Knights, Gary Lawless, called me up in February, and he said, pick some games and come down and hang out with us. So my brother and I went down to Vegas, and they put us up in the team hotel. Uh, we had the best seats in the house for two games. And listen, when a team treats you like that, <laughs> you tend to fall in love with them. So, yep. so yeah, so they're playing today uh, in the round-robin games and just interesting following what's going on there. And when Kelly McCrimmon fired 
Gerard Gallant in December. I love the way Krim's running the team because he literally, and of course you would have the connection. You guys would go, didn't like uh, Zinger worked for the Weekings way back in the day, right? He sure did. So, right. So he knows Krim better than anybody. And I love that Kelly stood up in front of the media and said, this was me. If you want to know why we fired Gerard Gallant, it was my decision. It was a feeling. It wasn't like a lot of GMs that go, oh, it was a management decision. It was right. a team. Kelly's like, no, it was me. And look, how do you not follow a guy that will stand up and, you know, take it on the chin like that? So I admire that. And then just the way that they play, they can play fast. They can play rough and tumble. They can play however you want. And they've only played one game, Mac, in these playoffs so far as we tape this. And it was Dallas. And they uh, played 20 minutes. And yeah, and they came back. Against a really good team. Yeah. So that should have scared, I think, everybody else in these Stanley Cup playoffs in Vegas. Well, Colorado looks really good too, but it's going to be wild. That's what I was going to say. Colorado is their team. They got a bunch of great young players. But like you said, dipping in on the, in the hockey games, there's now every major sports league is up and running. You've been following the NBA at all? Oh, yeah. Well, of all the sports, I mean, I'm a Raptors fan, and I go right. to an NBA game. If I'm in the States, wherever I am, I go to a game because I love the atmosphere. But I can't, haven't quite figured out what they're doing because they're like they're finishing off the regular season, but with 22 teams. Right. Uh, so the Raptors are 3-0 and in the, in the bubble, but they played, what, four games before that? I haven't quite figured out the format of what they're doing here. I mean, obviously, they know what they're doing, and it's, it's gone fairly flawlessly. I just haven't quite got the format down yet. I assume you do. No, I tend to agree with you on the NBA format. I just know that some teams have already clinched and some teams are need to win games to make the playoffs. But the Raptors, people seem to be writing the Raptors off in the media at least, and they just keep winning. Well, <laughs> I, was wrapped, I was writing them off going in because – I saw people saying they're the automatic East Division champs, East Conference champions. Now, who are they playing? The Lakers or the Clippers in the league final? And I'm like, um, I did watch the run last year. My daughters all played basketball and my wife. So I didn't have a choice. I had to learn the game. They won. They wouldn't have won without Kawhi Leonard last year, period. Oh. They wouldn't. Have. We all know that. Even they would say that. Yep. They don't have them anymore. So I'm like, what makes you think that they're just going to waltz to the final? And now we're sitting here going, they're 3-0 and in meaningful games. So maybe they know something that we don't. Yeah, and playing good teams. I think Nick Nurse has done a – like I'm not going to stand here and say I'm a basketball expert, but from the outside looking in, it looks like he's done a phenomenal job and people keep praising him for it. Well, the two guys that I think have egg on their face, one's Dwayne Casey who gets fired with that team. Pretty much the same team. And, they, and, and Nick Nurse takes him to a championship. And then Mike Yo. Uh, honestly, with the Blues, and look what happened with Berube. And I didn't even know where Yo was, but the other day for my um, dub column, dub network column, I was researching ex-dub players that are in NHL coaching staffs. Not that Mike Yo was a WHL guy, but hes I didn't know that he was in Philly. So yeah. he's, he's got a pretty good gig going there, and they look great. So, And I'm not, I'm not saying Mike Yo is not a good coach. I'm just saying, man, you get fired and your replacement takes – your team to a championship oh how do you get a, go a job again but he did and obviously he wouldn't have been there in the first place if he wasn't a good coach yeah no for sure what do you, you think is going on with the MLB to me it's crazy how teams are shutting down and I mean like, <laughs> well 
you just look at the NBA and the NHL after a week now, as we record this, zero positive COVID cases, which is phenomenal, right? Because you want a player safety top of mind. And then the MLB are getting positive tests. Well, to me, it's pretty, pretty simple. It comes down to the bubble. I mean, it doesn't take Einstein to figure out the leagues that are using the bubble concept. It's working. The MLB isn't. And the players didn't want it. You know, they voted against it. That's why they're not playing with the bubble concept. And look, it's just been hell on wheels with MLB. Now, I'm glad they haven't shut the league down. I mean, as we sit here, they got a long ways to go. But I just think they have to play. That's where I'm at. We cannot, in the sports world, sit for two years, maybe, doing nothing. So they could they have done it better? Yeah. Could a lot of things in COVID been handled better? Because <laughs> nobody saw this coming. Right. So I think the interesting part of it all is the NFL. They're going to be the hammer. Yeah. Because they're now a month away from kicking off their regular season. And I think they're really closely looking at MLB and the other two, NBA, NHL, going, we, if we can throw bubble cities together real fast, we maybe should do it if it means us getting the season in. But we look at the unlimited resources of – NBA, NHL, MLB teams, NFL's got way more than all of them. Yeah. So if they want to play, they will play, and they could throw a bubble city. What I heard today was four cities divide that up with eight teams each and play in that, and I think the players would do it because there's so much money at stake. Yeah, and without getting too much off the rails, though, I just think about you know college football, which makes more money than the NFL, and what are they going to do? And but that's I guess remains to be seen. I know that the kids have reported to to the schools now, mm-hmm. and then I think the standard here, without playing in a bubble, has been the PGA Tour. They've kind of just rolled on. Right? <laughs> well, they have. It's just interesting watching the golfers that are used to making a nice putt and tipping their hat. Now yeah. there's nobody there, but they're still doing it anyways because they're just used to doing it. Um, so the PGA, yeah. But I mean, with the college, it's such a different animal. Because the football funds not only all of the other athletic programs, it funds the entire university. Yeah. So you see why they want to play come hell or high water, too. I mean, somebody was saying that the NFL or college football makes more money than the NFL. I don't think so. I think the TV rights might be more. But as far as the machine, I don't think there's any way that they can. But when you have entire programs like the UConn Huskies shutting it down the other day, but everybody else in their conference is still playing – I just feel for, sorry for those players because you know yourself. I'm hearing it with junior hockey players that want to, that are eligible for the draft, or maybe they're playing junior A and they want to maybe get a look for NCAA scholarships. They're worried about not playing. College athletes are no different. You know, they don't want to miss a year or two of, of football because that might be their window for right. a pro contract. So I, for all the athletes right now, feel bad enough for the coaches, but you can coach forever. The athletes, it's a pretty small window, as you know, and those are the, those are the kids that I feel the sorriest for. Yeah, and I feel like how the college season shut down last season with all the seniors that just kind of didn't get a chance to go out on their own terms. And, like, that was me two years ago. I was a senior college hockey player, and I don't even know what that would feel like. I know, like, my buddies, it was just it. It was over. So, yeah, you're right. Heart goes out to those guys for sure. But then looking ahead, I guess, the PGA Championship, when we record this, hasn't started. Who do you like? I got to go with Tiger. <laughs> Sentimental favorite, obviously. Four Canadians are in the field, too. So I'll be watching that. I mean, Canadians haven't put up much of a fight <laughs> in this particular tournament uh, for many years. But, I mean, the fact that Tiger's playing 
he will carry the interest of the continent at least until Sunday, I would think. So I always got my eyes on Tiger now that he's back, especially. You? Yeah, I like Tiger. I'm going to go off the board here with Tommy Fleetwood. I think he's going to going to break out here but uh i just love i love watching golf i know people say like how do you watch golf i love watching golf and then i go out and play and i'll be terrible makes you think that you're gonna be good it really does you see someone do something like oh yeah yeah, okay get out there no but i mean it is one of my favorite sports to watch i just think watching these guys because it's not really a team sport you got your caddy and your player and they get out there and they they battle like it's mental fortitude over everything but when you're when you're leading a tournament and you see a guy collapse, it's just kind of like, oh, you feel bad for this guy. But it's a sport, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm huge into the mental side of the game. But Zach Johnson, Dustin Johnson, uh, I mean, they're both in it, right? I'll be watching them. So it'll be hard to escape this weekend. There'll be a lot of coverage. But i got to be honest with you. I've gotten into the racing world. And don't laugh because I'd never been in my life. But I was invited out to two motor speedways here in Saskatchewan, two of the last three weekends. And I'm hooked. Like they've had me really? drop the green, green flag and the checkered flag. I'm telling you, when you're standing over that track and there's cars whizzing underneath you at an average of 90 mile an hour, it is gets your blood pumping. So PGA doesn't exactly, I don't think, get your blood pumping. Like <laughs> slow sport, it's slow. Let's be honest. Curling, yeah, yeah. baseball. Uh, I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. I'm a rush season ticket holder here with the NLL. I'm getting into racing. And that's the fear, really, for the CFL, I think, with them. You mentioned the major sports all getting back. CFL isn't, and I don't think they're going to play. And they think that if they take a year off, it's not going to be detrimental to them. But I'm like, guys, I don't think you understand that people are finding other things to do. They're finding other ways to spend their money. There's other sports to get into. Um, it's a wild time of year. And I just think don't get cocky. Like, you guys just can't go away. Um, but they think that they'll be fine. The, the guys that I'm talking to. Yeah, and that's a valid point. Myself, I mean, I watch the Bombers play, but I'm not going to throw on, you know, a Riders or BC Lions game. I'll I'll watch the Mm -hmm. Bombers. And I I don't know if many people are like me, but you're right. People are finding other things to do, and a year off might be pretty detrimental. For For a league that's flickering as it is, that could be fatal. Um, The media, the national media doesn't agree with me. And a lot of the team staff don't agree with me. And I, cool, whatever. I mean, I've been out of the league for a year. You guys, I say good luck. But I think you know because you've been in sports your whole life. When you're in it, it's hard to see anything else. Yeah. You know, but then when you get out, you kind of stand back and go, oh, wow, there's a whole world out here. And I just think those guys are operating in that kind of tunnel. But I wish the best for them. I love the league, obviously. was in it for 20 years. And uh, I've worked so hard in the last year to – be friends with the bombers and bomber fans i'd i'd hate to see all that work in the last year go away yeah well on the bright side i guess if there's no season they're the defending champions for another year and that'll please please all of us winnipeggers but uh listen rod appreciate your time thanks for joining us yeah anytime mac thanks a lot stay safe out there appreciate it good luck i hope everybody had a great week and, and enjoyed themselves uh if you haven't already, uh, check us out on social media at Icebreaker Show with two W's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at Icebreaker Show with two W's. And if you're looking to watch the show, it's on YouTube under the same name, Icebreaker Show. And we always appreciate the tweets, the uh, direct messages, the subscribers on YouTube, of course. And, you know, if listening uh, is just what you want to do, thanks for listening. And uh, check us out on wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Music or Spotify 
Uh, we're on all those uh, channels and we appreciate the listens for sure. And I uh, hope everybody has a great week and we'll talk to you next Monday.